we're entering the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Podbean.com. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on Podbean dot com and the Podbean app or listening on demand at relentlessdaring.com slash podcast or whatever your preferred uh podcasting platform may be. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. It's great to have you with me. Before I get into today's insanity, let's talk coffee. Not just any coffee, but the finest coffee from all of Central Iowa. American prideroasters.com. Yes. I said, this is some of the best coffee. And I know I usually highlight a product, but I'm going to do something a little different this time. You see, if maybe you're that person who you really don't know how much coffee to order, and then you get figured out, you might use one to two pounds of coffee a month, or maybe even as much as three pounds of coffee a month. Hey, no judgments. I love coffee too. So I'm right in that same boat with you. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to stay caught up with, you know, what's new, what's happening. And, you know, wouldn't wouldn't it just be nice if you had a way, you know, to have coffee so that you could try and maybe find flavors you like and just does it on the monthly and you don't even have to worry about it. It's just going to show up. Well, You can do that with American Pride Roasters. If you sign up for their coffee club, they said they will rotate through the different flavors they have, and you can try try new stuff. If you love our coffee and want to try something new every month, it's time for you to join the American Pride Roasters Coffee Club. Every month, we will send you one to three pounds of our featured coffee, and all coffee club prices include shipping. We have changed a few rules in order to make Coffee Club even better. Joining the American Pride Roasters Coffee Club is simple. All you need to do is select the amount of coffee you wish to receive each month and begin the checkout process. When the time comes to charge your card again, we will contact you for your credit card information. We will need to keep your payment information on file, blah, 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 blah. As part of the American Coffee American Pride Roasters Coffee Club, oh my gosh, it's hard to read, you'll receive some very special benefits. Free coffee and coffee drops for advanced coffee club purchase. So if you are the three month advanced purchase, you get one free half pound and one bag of coffee drops. Six months, you get a free pound and two bags of coffee drops. 12 months, you're really dropping some money here because you really want that coffee for the next year. You get one and a half free pounds plus three bags of coffee drops. And you are free to choose which coffees and coffee drops as well as when you want to receive your free goodies throughout the year. And you get the occasional test products and special coffees available only to coffee club members. And you get a double order in December for Christmas so you can share your favorite coffee with family and friends. So, again, these guys up there, especially Dave Matthews and everyone up there, they go out of their way to make their products available to you. So if you want to check out some of the finest coffee that you can get here in the States from a small business, not some big you know, mega corporation, you want to help out some guy who literally sells coffee at the farmer's market. You want to do business with someone like that? 
go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com and check out their products. Like I said, you can get individual pounds of coffee, custom ground to the way you want to use it, or you get the whole bean so you can grind it yourself if that's your prerogative. Check it out. When at checkout, they're in the special instructions block. Tell them you heard about their product from the Tyler Morgan Show podcast. That way they know, hey, he's telling people about our coffee. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. All right, so back at it again. You know, I almost wish I had a little uh, Roy Rogers going right, right now. Back in the saddle again. Yeah, I know. I'm corny, but it's, it's the way I am. If you've been listening to me for the last three years, you know what you've come to expect from me. Kind of off kilter and what is wrong with that dude's brain? It, yeah, I'm not offended by it. It's awesome. Thanks for hanging out. Anyways, war has broken out in Eastern Europe between Russia and their attack on Ukraine. Now, there's been a lot of hullabaloo and whatnot raised over all of this. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm just hitting everything here. And we have to look at a few basic things. Starting off, let's look at Vladimir Putin. We all know that he was a major in the KGB, now known as the FSB. Something, something, state, blah, 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 blah. We know who they are. We know what they do. They're horrible human beings. Grand, many of them are just typical Russians, right? Just trying to make their way through their lives and, you know, take care of their families. They love their country. But the people who had it are, you know, borderline evil. For many, many years, Putin has had it in his head that the collapse of the Soviet Empire was the greatest failure in geopolitical history. And so, and even then, it's not so much the Soviet Empire. He wants to rebuild the Russian Empire, have all those lands that were held, you know, back when the czars still ran everything. And that is a kind of a big deal. And I remember seeing way back when they had the Sochi Winter Olympics, stories about, huh, that's some weird Russian nationalism there on the TV. They're wanting to expand to, you know, Soviet-era borders. And that started really in, in 2008 when Russia invaded Georgia. Not the state. We, we, instead of a bunch of Colorado Springs kids you know, running around yelling Wolverines, it wasn't a bunch of hillbillies up on Stone Mountain over Atlanta. Now we're, we're talking on the Black Sea, part of the Caucasus, Georgia. But I digress. 
Fast forward to 2014, the Crimea Peninsula, the nice offshoot of land that helped separate the Black Sea from another inland sea. Pardon me. Russia invades it and takes it over because, oh, you'll see. Crimea is full of Russians who want us to be able to protect them, yeah? So we are here not to invade and take land and and warm water ports from Ukraine. We're trying to protect our people who live here in this peninsula. Okay, that's a little, little spooky. Then... Fast forward to the Trump administration when Donald Trump, the so-called Putin puppet, who was so in bed with so in bed with Russia that he was going to invade Ukraine at any moment, and Donald Trump wouldn't do a thing about it. Well, that narrative kind of went downhill after four years of, you know, convincing Angela Merkel to not go forward with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. After putting sanctions on Russia, after all these things that he pushed against Russia harder than Barack Obama did, he's still just a puppet. You see it on social media all the time. Oh, Donald Trump. All this happened because Donald Trump allowed for it to be set up. Blah, 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 blah. Well, No. This is what you call an inevitability. And I say that because the only thing stopping Putin, in my opinion, was having a president that at any moment, if you're trying to be up to no good, that president is going to smack you around, put you back in your place. And honestly, that is what Donald Trump was. He was he was that guy with the the the, the twitchy eyes. What's what, what crap? Is he is he actually going to is he actually going to throw nukes at us? Is he actually going to you know put even harder sanctions on us? That's what we got with Trump. Then Biden comes in and it's like okay, Biden. Let's see how he does, and he starts doing things. That are no bueno, especially when you fast forward to August of 2021 with the ridiculous troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. And the fact that they played it off as, oh, this was the greatest military success in all of military history, greatest success ever. And completely abandoned our partners, then he overstepped France in securing a nuclear subdeal with Australia while France is in the process of trying to finalize one. And it pissed off France so bad that they pulled you know, they pulled their ambassador from the United States uh, and come home. Uh, all this stuff just kept happening over and over and over again. 
and just made it simple for Putin to go, you know what? Ah, I ain't scared. And I do have a hair on my ass to go into Ukraine. So he did. But the fun part about all of this is all the crazy misinformation that's been coming out on both sides. You know, you, you had stories of the ghost of Kiev. His pilot who shoot down six Russian MiGs. Ah, ah. He's ghost of Kiev. Well, they didn't have a pilot who actually shot down six Russian jets. And the best part of it was when someone made a picture. Yes, I say made. Featuring the face of so-called pilot. You had people all over the place willing to jump on and share it because the ghost of Kiev is none other than blah, 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 blah. Turns out the ghost of Kiev is not real. So therefore, those pictures of the supposed face were not real. Even even one of Congress's biggest war hawks, Adam Kinzinger, he shared the picture and he had to get smacked down and go, dude, that is so fake. And like I said, it has been going on and on and on. Uh, there's a group of soldiers in uniform laying face down on a boat dock. Russian sources were sharing photos of it that, yeah, Mother Russia has captured these Ukrainian fighters. Ah, ah, ah. Meanwhile, Ukrainian sources, you know, actual verified sources, Ukrainian soldiers, we take Russians, we capture them. Ah, 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 ah. It's the same damn picture. However, there is video showing Ukrainian police loading these soldiers that were captured up into cars to haul off. So I'm presuming that means they are in fact Ukrainians who that captured Russians. I mean, I can live with this. Um, there's an snake Island. That's become a topic of raw, raw jingoism and raw, raw go Ukraine. Where allegedly guards on the snake Island when confronted by Russian boats trying to take the Island said F you to the Ruskies and then were subsequently killed. That one's up in the air. That one has not been, that has neither been confirmed nor denied. It really, like I said, it's become one of those, uh, you know, moral victories. It kind of like Bunker Hill and the Revolutionary War. We lost the Battle of Bunker Hill, but it was a moral victory because of the amount of damage that we had done. This is a moral victory because of, you know, these normal everyday Ukrainians or regular just guards, not even, you know, trained warriors who stood up to the Ruskies. That's, 
you know, kind of a big deal for them. Like I said, moral victory, even if it, you know, if it actually happened the way it's been reported is totally false. But there's been such great videos coming out that, um, I think the best one, I don't remember the town, but there's this elderly lady walks up to a Russian soldier and in, you know, she speaks Russian and she goes up to him, starts speaking Russian at him. Say, you're a Russian. You're not supposed to be here. This is our country. You step back. Go away. No. Here. It reaches out the handful of sunflower seeds. Here. Put these, put these seeds in your pocket. That way, when you die here in Ukraine, flowers will grow up where you died. It's like, ooh, dang. In, in South Korea, we were briefed that based off on their society and their societal norms, Granny is gangsta. If Granny decides she's going to j- grab her walker and hobble across the busiest highway in Seoul, she's going to do it. And the traffic will stop because Granny is gangsta. Really, right now, Granny in that town in Ukraine is the ultimate of gangsta because she is willing to just walk up to a Russian soldier like, here, you're going to need these in your pocket. That way plants grow, plant, that way flowers grow from your corpse. Absolutely amazing to watch you know, from, from the old soldier standpoint that I have. But it, it gets even better. Uh, a lot of criticism over the years has come out of, you know, love war-torn areas, especially in the Middle East, is, you know, okay, if these Syrians love their country so much, why aren't they fighting for it? Why are all the fighting-age men running away? So... This uh, coming out of Ukraine, uh, UK, Ukraine's president has ordered a full military mobilization to combat Russian invasion. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has vowed that his military will keep fighting back against the Russian invasion, declaring martial law and ordering a full military mobilization that would last 90 days. At the same time, all Ukrainian men between ages of 18 and 60 are banned from leaving the country, according to Ukraine State Border Guard Service. CNN advice reported that the ban will remain in place for as long as martial law is declared. On Thursday, Ukraine said its army stands at 250,000 servicemen with 140,000 reservists. The U.S. said Russia had nearly 200,000 troops arrayed near Ukraine's borders before the invasion began. Zelensky said 137 people, both servicemen and civilians, have been killed and hundreds more wounded since the invasion began. He said the information that he's the number one target for the invading Russian. He said he has information that he's the number one target for the invading Russians, but that he plans to remain, remain in Kiev. Swedish Prime Minister Magdalena Anderson said early Friday that the Ukrainian attended a meeting of EU leaders via video link from what appeared to be some sort of bunker. 
Fearing a Russian attack, many of the capital's residents Thursday night took shelter deep underground in metro stations. People brought sleeping bags and blankets, dogs, and crossword puzzles as they sought to, as they sought safety in the makeshift bomb shelters. Which some of the video coming out of there, where you have Ukrainians in praise and worship and prayer services in these metro stations, I mean, it's really, really leads to some of the. Uh, images of Churchill when he's talking, you know, telling the, telling the British people, we'll fight them in the streets. We will fight them with broomsticks. It's just absolutely amazing watching the Ukrainian people pull through and, you know, the, the, uh, Vladimir Zelenko is like, yeah, I'm not leaving. This is my country. I'm going to stay and fight. I'm going to stay here and lead from Kiev and not go to an independent nation. That way I will be safe if everything falls. I will die leading my country. I mean, damn. That's all I can say about that. Um, <sighs> meanwhile, while the world is going to hell in a handbasket and we are on the precipice of World War III, oh, President Puddin' Pop, he is he's off to Delaware yet again. Yeah. In his uh I will say that part of the reason he's going to Delaware is that his daughter-in-law's mom passed away. And so he will be at he will be attending her funeral, which that's understandable. But do you have to go away for the whole weekend to attend a funeral? And I know, I know. Well, you know, the president can work remotely just like the so many of us can. Well, here's the problem with the president working remotely. Yes, he may be able, he may have certain uh, VPN systems put in place that allows him to access top secret uh, communications channels. However, I don't think that they have built a skiff at his home in Delaware. So that means, you know, you could have someone trained with the parabolic microphone and be able to pick up what's being said through, you know, through a parabolic microphone. I know it's hokey 1960s, 1970s spy, spy novel stuff. Now, these are things that work in real life. So, I would prefer my president be in the White House where he has access to the, you know, the, the high security command center that he can literally sit down face to face with his advisors as crappy as they may be. 
where he can talk to the generals as crappy as they may be and actually be able to discuss face-to-face what's going on. Because, believe it or not, even via teleconference, there's a lot of stuff that you can miss out on. You can't see full body language to give cues on everything. If, Despite how great the lighting is, you might miss facial cues. It's just we need a president to actually be in the White House. Period. End of story. It's not that hard of a concept. Unfortunately, that's all we have is a president who can't really seem to pull his head out of his fourth point of contact. And it's utterly redonkulous that, you know, we have to live with it. Either be in D.C. watching what's going on and not just using secondhand information or the occasional check-in with your people to actually know what's to have some sort of clue because face it, I guarantee you there's stuff that he's not being told. Now, part of it, honestly, I believe there are people in the white house who surround the president They make more decisions than what he does. Now, I know it's crazy conspiracy theory stuff. But we all know there are people around every president who make decisions. And then they convince the president why their decision is the best one. And then the president will sometimes go with it. Or most of the time they'll go with it. Well, you know, if you know, if Mr. Smith here thinks that this is the best course of action, I'm gonna go with Mr. Smith's opinion. Kim in the live chat says Lady McBiden runs the show. Yeah, I, I honestly think she does. She is the person who lives with Joe every day she sees what goes on with him every day she has to know that his brain is not firing on at least four of its eight cylinders yet she was the biggest push for him to continue to run president you see Pictures of her on Air Force One at Joe Biden's desk with the giant binder that could only be the president's daily brief. There's no way that is her to-do list as the first lady. 
I think that she is just the modern Edith Wilson. Sorry, I'm hitting everything on my desk for some weird reason. Big knees, hits they hit everything. She's the modern Edith Wilson. Um, after his re-election and the spin-up to sending Americans into World War One, you know, Woodrow Wilson was doing his whistle-stop tour and he was giving a speech on the back of a train when suddenly, uh, yeah, he had a massive stroke. And for the next couple of years, Edith, Edith Wilson was running the show. And Woodrow Wilson was nothing more than a semi-sentient meat puppet until he regained enough of his faculties to be able to function. Yes, I called him a meat puppet. Don't like it? Don't listen to my show. And the the whole idea that a president would just kind of run away and hide while this is going on, if it was Donald Trump running away to Mar-a-Lago during all of this, oh my God, that would be on the news all day, every day, 24-7. I mean, look what happened when Antifa rioters were attacking the White House. You know, injured some fifty, you know, fifty some odd uniformed Secret Service, and Secret Service came in and grabbed Donald Trump by the arm and said, "Mr. President, Mrs. Trump." Aaron, come with us. You're going to the bunker because it's not safe. Look at how badly Donald Trump was just mocked and ridiculed. Oh, a few protesters outside, so he went down to the bunker. Yeah, not exactly how that happened. Donald Trump was speaking at CPAC today. And he laid it out. Yeah. If I was in office, this invasion would not have happened. I don't have the full speech. I I didn't plan on covering his speech at CPAC because honestly, I am about I am about Donald Trumped out. I made it very clear that should he run for president, I might not vote for him. I'm still up in the air. I would prefer that Donald Trump not run for re-election in 2024. I would like for him to be take more of a kingmaker role. Get some good advisors around him that understand where he's coming from, that America first I- ideal. Not necessarily a nationalist idea, not necessarily 
an isolationist idea. But just the idea that, yeah, we can help out our allies. We can provide aid to those who need it. We can make trade deals. We can do all of this, but we have to keep in mind, how is this going to affect America? America first. You can be America first without being a crazy nationalist. You can be America first and still be involved in the global economy and worldwide diplomacy. It's not, it's not an imaginary concept. It would, we would be better off to find someone who's in that same vein as Donald Trump, who cares about America, wants to put Americans before everyone else. but still is willing to work with the global community. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about Ron DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis were to run and Donald Trump were to not, and Donald Trump inf- yeah, were to endorse DeSantis, I would be all for that. Someone who's not afraid to punch back against you know, the media when they start taking swipes. That's what I want to see. I'll take a quick break and I will be right back. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. So I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. We've all had protein bars before. Most of them taste like cardboard and they're gross, nasty. It leave a funky aftertaste in your mouth. Built Bar, their goal for starting off was flavor first. Every bar is covered in either pure dark chocolate or white chocolate or those special ones that come out. You have nine regular flavors and then they have the special flavors they bring out every so often. They are absolutely amazing. My, personally, my favorite, mint brownie. Oh, my God. So go to Built.com. Check it out. Go to their selection of Built Bars, Built Go Energy Drink, uh, Built Broth, all their, all their fine selections of amazing products. Built.com. Use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10%. Built.com. All right, getting back into things. Uh, well, before I get back into things, let me tell you about my struggles with weight loss. You see, I'm a fatty, fat, fatty. However, one of the things that I have helped 
I found that helps with trying to, you know, keep me in check and help, help kind of, you know, fill the gap between meals. And, or just as a general meal replacement in general. Wow. I am wholly on this awful <laughs> repeating myself thing tonight. Um, anywho's, one thing that I found that really helps is keto chow. Keto chow is an amazing thing. If you're trying to get into the keto lifestyle, it makes it so easy to be able to say, okay, I want to have a shake for my breakfast and you'll help figure out what my macros are. Um, you get, you know, one scoop from the big bag or one of the little self-serve, you know, single-serve packets, throw it in the blender bottle, four ounces of your fat source of choice, and then 14 ounces of water, mix it up, and I like to do it the night before, throw it in the fridge, great breakfast, and then boom, it's there. It's ready. They're very filling. And like I said, starting keto is not an easy thing. But this is just one of those things that makes it easier. And maybe you want to find some things to cook using the keto chow, you know, to have like a healthy snack for a dessert or whatever. Go to ketochow.xyz. You can click on these recipes and there's so many good things. Donuts for breakfast, uh, pancake recipes, biscuits, tamale pie, so many things you can come up with using keto chow. If you go to keto chow, and check it out, and you decide you want to order, use the promo code RELENTLESS, and I can save you 10% off your first order. Keto Chow, keto made easy. All right, so getting away from Ukraine and all that garbage, actually, you know what? I do want to hit it, hit it again. Um. One thing that I've noticed, there's a lot of keyboard warriors. Oh, we're ready to stand with Ukraine. When are we going to send troops? Blah, 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 blah. Um, random, you know, liberal political action committee groups on Twitter. Celebrities like Stephen King. Uh, congressmen who are, why aren't we over there fighting? Why don't we have U.S. troops on the ground? Well, guess what? Uh, going back to Vladimir Zelensky, he has come out and said, we'll take all comers. You want to come fight for us? Show up. We will arm you and send you to the line. So I would just like to extend an invitation to those serving in Congress who are upset that we have not sent our young men and women to die for a third party. To all those celebrities who are ready to go fight because, hey, you know what? I won't actually be over there, but let's send our kids to die. For all those keyboard warriors, vet pros, all those moose knuckles who are just itching to fight because you did four years in the army and you never once deployed to Afghanistan. And you're looking to put the hurt on somebody because you just didn't, you just didn't get your thing hard for that in the military. Because that, that just didn't come your way. By all means, by 
a plane ticket to Ukraine. Go fight till your little hearts just cannot take it anymore. Either because there's been a Russian-led suppository that's made it stop. Or because, oh my God, this war thing is not all it's cracked out to be. Please, by all means, go. You want to be keyboard warriors and talk about talk about how bad it is that we haven't sent people over there yet. Go. No one's stopping you. Go. I'm not, I am not going to shed a tear when you leave to go fight for a country that's not yours. If Vladimir Putin is so bad that you've got to go help the poor defenseless Ukrainians and fight for them, by all means. You want to find the best way to get paid to do it? Get a soldier of Fortune magazine. I'm sure the wonderful mercenaries at Soldier of Fortune will gladly point you the right direction to someone who will pay you lots of money to go fight on their behalf. Please, I implore you, I beg you, go fight. And if you die, you will have that glorious, heroic death that you obviously want. I will mourn you. I will celebrate that you found you found the balls to go do something that you would never do for your own country. And I will congratulate you. And I will eulogize you at your funeral. Because I will recognize that you finally found it in yourself to sacrifice for something greater than you. So please, take President Zelensky up on his offer and go be armed and fight. All right, so I'm going to start hitting up some culture war stuff because there's a couple things that came out in the news and I feel like I need to address it. Maybe I don't need to. I, I want to address it. One of these is in Florida. They have what has been dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only article on House Bill 1557 is from NPR. Yes, that's right. Our government subsidized news reporting from NPR, where you know that half the article alone is going to be not necessarily the news, but editorializing. Headline, Florida House passes controversial measure dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill by critics. Florida's House of Representatives passed a controversial bill on Thursday limiting when and how teachers and school staff can discuss gender and sexual orientation in the classroom. Opponents, many of whom have taken to calling the measure Don't Say Gay Bill, say it will make life harder for LGBTQ youth who already face a higher rate of bullying and a higher risk of suicide. I'm going to pause here. There's a reason 
that even if they're not bullied, they have a higher risk of suicide. You see, gender dysphoria is one of a number of behavioral health issues that a young person could be going through at the time they commit suicide. They have a higher propensity for depression, bipolar issues, and and other underlying mental health illnesses. You see, we've gotten to the point in society where if a child, I say child, you know, a teenager says, hey, mom and dad, I know you spent the last 13 years raising me up as a girl, but, you know, I really think I'm a boy. Or I know you've been raising me up for the last 15 years as a boy, but I'm really a girl. We're at that point where we can no longer seek traditional psychiatric or psychological evaluations for your child. We cannot sit down with a therapist and say, okay, I understand this is how you feel, but I want to talk with you. I want to see if there's any other things going on. I want to feel you out. Make sure you don't have depression. I want to feel you out. Make sure you're not already starting to have some issues with self-harm. We're not allowed to treat mental illness in children. Or if we are allowed to treat, it's not through effective therapeutic means. It's throw pills at them and hope it goes away. In the case of transgenderism, I'm saying ism as in Marxism, classism, racism. It's another ISM word that doesn't get used nearly enough. Social pressures seem to have a greater influence on children deciding that they are the other gender. There's a lot of research that backs that statement up. Yet, when a child comes forward with these concerns, if you do not immediately, you know, start affirmation treatment that, oh, I'm sorry, little Billy, we'll start calling you Susie from now on, or I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jenny. We'll start calling you Jake from here on out. If you don't do this immediately, you are an abuser. You are transphobic. You are an asshole. If you're a doctor, you can lose your license if you say, you know, based on talking to you for some time, I think there's more going on here. Now let's get to the bottom of it. And then, and then 
we can make that decision. Is this where you want to be in your life? Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, every case is just a passing thing. Sometimes it's so embedded that even with years of therapy and talking it out, that it's come down to, okay, this is what they truly believe about themselves. That's how they're going to live their lives. If they're an adult, let them live their lives. If if you're Bill and you want to be forever known as Jill and have lots of body-altering surgeries to make your body match the way your emotions feel about you, you're an adult. Go. Be happy. Just don't harm anyone in the process. But when kids aren't even allowed to undergo a diagnostic meeting with doctors to figure out, okay, is there anything else here? That's where you're doing a greater disservice. If there are underlying issues, they're not allowed to treat them. But back to the article and get off my soapbox. Republican sponsor behind HB 1557 says it aims to have schools teach gender and sexuality at an appropriate age and to keep parents informed about what's happening in the classroom. That seems logical. You don't need to be teaching kindergartners about the virtues of putting things in holes they don't, they're not supposed to go in. What like I said, you don't need to teach them about that and as a way of having safe sex. Honestly, if you're teaching high schoolers that thing, you're probably doing it wrong. Legislation prohibits any instruction about sexuality or gender between kindergarten and third grade, quote, or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. End quote. It would also guarantee parents access to their children's education and health records and require the schools notify parents, quote, if there is a change in the student's services or monitoring leads related to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being and the school's ability to provide a safe and supportive learning environment for the student. So it has in the bill that if the school counselors are saying, seeing that, hey, your kid's getting bullied because of X, Y, Z reasons. They have to tell the parents. Oh, my God. Instead of hiding it from the parents, like some schools have been known to do. There's a audio from last week. I don't remember what school that has a trans closet. We don't tell your parents what's going on with you because they may try to change you. So instead, show up at school, go to the trans closet, change your clothes, and they equate it to being Clark Kent changing into Superman. And just like Superman, what you come to school in is your disguise like Clark Kent was the disguise. You and Clark Kent go into the phone booth and you come out as Superman or whatever you are really are because Kal-El, Superman, is really, is the real person behind Clark Kent. That is why I'm talking about. They don't want parents involved, and then because parents aren't involved, the school keeps parents 
out of the loop. They don't know the bullying is going on. They don't know that your kid is having severe anxiety, depression, that they're having very conflicted feelings that go against, okay, here's what I think. Here's how I feel, but here's what's going on with, you know, with my body. It just, they're not allowing kids to get the help. The minute a kid says, well, I think I might be this, they immediately jump on it and go, well, of course you're that. The only reason you would feel like that is if you are that. Schools could withhold information from parents if they believe that disclosing it could result in abuse, abandonment, and neglect. Again, this goes into the schools having a relationship with parents. Obviously, if the school knows the parents well enough that, okay, um, I've had a lot of suspicions about the way they treat their kid. That if we tell them this, it could be harmful for the kid. So we will, that's one of those times where it's okay to circumvent because you don't want to be the cause of a kid getting abused or kicked out of the house. So that's one of those things that makes sense. But again, they have to have a relationship with the parents. You cannot have a relationship with the parents if you just ignore everything. And you try to hide it all and you don't want to talk with the parents. Thursday's vote drew condemnation from LGBTQIA2 plus ad infinitum advocates and Democratic politicians in the state. Uh, Congressman Carlos G. Smith said in a tweet As expected, the hashtag don't say gay bill just passed the Florida House, but seven Republicans crossed party lines to vote against it. I want to thank Florida House Democrats for their consistent allyship and also thank the Gang of Seven who saw our humanity and rejected this terrible legislation. Biden, who's infamous for sticking his nose into the Kool-Aid when he doesn't know the flavor, he slammed the proposal as well. I remember the LGBTQI plus community is especially the kids who will be impacted by this hateful bill to know you are loved and accepted just as you are. That's no joke. I mean it, man. You know the thing. Uh, the bill passed the House by a vote of 69 to 47, according to the Chamber's website. Legislation is under consideration in the state Senate. It's unclear whether Republican Governor Ron DeSantis would sign the bill if it reached him, but he did indicate his general support for the effort during an event in February. Uh, DeSantis said at the time, quote, We've seen instances of students being told by different folks in school, Oh, don't worry, don't pick your gender yet, do all this other stuff. They won't tell the parents about these discussions that are happening. This That is entirely inappropriate. The larger issue with all of this is parents must have a seat at the table when it comes to what's going on in their schools. 
it's absolutely 100%. They need to know what's going on with their kids. Um, too often, a lot of that is left out because, again, is what the parents don't know won't hurt them. Um, you are a listener of the Steve Dace show on The Blaze. Uh, his co-host, uh, sidekick, friend, Todd Erzin, his daughter wrote an amazing op-ed on keeping trans girls out of girls' sports in high school. Everything she laid out, none of it came from a I hate trannies standpoint. It came from here is the biological facts. And she laid out numerous occasions, such as when uh, Serena Williams said, I'm the greatest woman tennis player of all time. I'm pretty sure I couldn't beat the 200th ranked man in tennis. She ended up playing the number 203 in the world tennis player who was hung over and still lost. On numerous scrimmages between the U.S. Olympic, or the, not the Olympic, but the U.S. women's hockey, uh, hockey team, haha, <laughs> soccer team, you know, Megan Rapinoe and all them, on multiple occasions, they have scrimmaged against a U-15 soccer team in Dallas, Texas, boys soccer, and have lost. But Erzin has been on a crusade fighting for his daughter who she is still a senior at Carlisle High School in Carlisle, Iowa, because teachers, fellow students, have been harassing, bullying, and just generally being assholes to her because she had bigger balls than any of them to stand on what she believes. And uh, I'm starting to run over here, but I also had another article I was going to hit about how woke TV is being canceled left, right. So I, was, you know, I think I'll just kind of hit the highlights on it. It's, it's a uh, Newsbusters article, but you, aud- you know, audiences continue to reject LGBTQIA blah, 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 centered series. Um, Hollywood desperately wishes most humans rejected heteronormativity and they regularly pump out shows centered on the LGB blah, blah, rainbow jihad narratives. Naturally, most of these shows fail because the majority of television audiences find current gay ink obsessions alienating. For example, Showtime announced the cancellation of Work in Progress, a self-described show about, quote, a 45-year-old self-identified fat queer dyke. End quote. So, media myrmidons, if you're if you're editing this, remember I have it on digits. You want to share it? 
I will have the context of the article to share to go, you're a bunch of morons. But if you are listening to me, then I'm over the target. And hey, all attention is good attention. Bring it. Remarkably, that description did not entice viewers. Uh, Last week, FX officially canceled Why the Last Man after only one season. The dystopian show about an apocalypse that kills all biological men but leaves transgender people had ridiculous lines like, We found plenty of men, none with the Y chromosome. Uh, Freeform's Everything's Gonna Be Okay, which had weighing of two aromantic homosexuals, a newly invented sexual identity that really just describes best friends. And Lana Dunham's awful generation on HBO Max. Remember, Josh Duggar was removed from life as he knows it because of stories that he, you know, molested his sisters. Meanwhile, Lana Dunham was praised for essentially doing the same thing when she was the same age. Well, I keep that out there. Not that I'm saying anything good about Josh Duggar because now he's a convicted child, uh, child porn viewer and collector, and he's just generally an awful human being now. It is what it is. See, anti-white show reaches low ratings. Ah, yes. 2021, HBO Max released a reimagining of In Treatment. The original, the original starred Gabriel Byrne was about a psychiatrist who treats patients while struggling with his own personal issues. It's a pretty good show if you want to go back and check it out. It's kind of a big guy show, so you know it's going to um, have some things that, you know, you know, if you're not a fan of anything rated worse than PG-13, yeah, you might want to avoid it. Uh, let's see. The reboot, all the reboot writers did was reimagine the old show with Vicious anti-white hatred. Revival used new therapy sessions to rant about white people. New therapist played by actress Uzo Aduba expressed her most extreme vitriol for white men in particular, calling them effing white guys. The show's audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is a meager 38%, and it's not getting a second season. Uh, Audiences reject anti-Christian attacks. Uh, worst of these shows was Showtime's Nasty Black Monday. Episodes included characters throwing a drink at a crucifix, yelling F you God, and then they turned The Last Supper into a homoerotic makeout scene. Of course, the show also pushed BLM lies, routinely attacked conservatives as bigots. It has not been renewed. Uh, Peacock's adaptation of Dan Brown's Lost Symbol also turned off viewers. It attacked the Bible as a bizarre book with outdated beliefs and outright absurdities. Turns out the public is finally tiring of Dan Brown's bigotry and hate. The first season of Lost Symbol was a ratings bust and not being renewed. Uh, other 2021 shows that have been canned include Netflix's Gentified, which praised illegal immigration, and the Disney Plus show Diary of a Future President, which used tweens to push radical feminism and attacks heteronormative rituals. Uh, after Gentified's cancellation, ABC News complained that this keeps happening to Latino-led shows. 
well, maybe it wouldn't happen if Hollywood stopped treating Hispanics like left-wing political pawns and said greenlight scripts that reflected their ideological diversity. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, though, that, oh, I, I don't know why these we keep having to cancel these shows that nobody wants to watch. Well, maybe if you'd actually pull the audience and see what they think about it, instead of just pushing it, like um, Party of Five. I remember Party of Five when I was a kid. Parents died in a horrible accident. And then the oldest child is left to, you know, raise his younger siblings, you know, kind of pull his, you know, pull his, you know, struggling life together. So that way his, you know, younger brothers and sisters don't get sent off to foster care. Freeform rebooted that for a partial season with, well, all the kids are dreamers with the youngest being an American citizen. So mom and dad got deported. And so now you have the illegal alien kids who are stuck trying to navigate finishing school and running the, running the restaurant. Oh my gosh. And what happens if we get deported and the baby has to go to foster care? Oh my God. Insane. Totally stinking insane. But like I said, there's a reason why shows like that, they're pushing a narrative. They don't last very long because the viewers can have great BS sensors and they go, "Mm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not about to be preached to. Thanks. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up again. Thank you so much for listening. Um, so I'm doing a little, couple little different things here to help, you know, with those of you who want to support the show financially. Obviously, you can still go to the merch shop, relentlessdaring.com slash shop. Check out what I've got there. I know since I've renamed this show to the Tyler Morgan Show from Relentless Daring, I haven't made any new merch. I've been busy. Stop judging me. But if you, if you want to, you know, help support, just support directly, you can go to kofi.com slash Tyler Morgan show. That is K O dot F or K O dash F I dot com slash Tyler Morgan show. Buy me a cup of coffee, you know, three bucks, five bucks, whatever. Uh, set up a monthly recurring payment. Either way, it's all good. Or you can go, or if you want to Venmo me, you Venmo me at RDMP relentless daring media productions, RDMP 84. You know, just send it directly to me through Venmo. And uh, again, money, as always, it goes into stuff for the show, paying overhead, all that. Because face it, if you are not associated with a large studio or you don't have a giant name with lots of recognition, if you start a podcast, you are not doing it to make money. You're doing it because it's a passion project and you know you're going to be paying almost everything out of pocket. So I said, I have no illusions that I'm ever going to be a millionaire off this show. But again, every little bit from you all, you all listeners, you know, coming in and helping the show is amazing and it is so greatly appreciated. I cannot thank you enough for helping out with that. Again, thank you so much for listening. Um, 
Be sure to, if you're listening to this on, you know, streaming it, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Be sure to rate and review it because that helps more people find the show. So please hit that subscribe button. All the subscribers I can get helps. Then after that, please rate it. Looking for five stars. I'll accept four, three and below. Hit me up. We need to have a conversation. Once you have rated it with the four, with the preferably five, uh, we'll accept four stars. Please write a review. That way people can go, oh, oh, people seem to generally like the show. Except for that guy. Don't know what's up with him. That guy did not seem to like it. After that, please share the show. Send it to someone who you think will enjoy it. Send it to someone who you think it will piss them off. I don't care. I am here to help you whichever way I can. If you want to get under your liberal friend's skin, I will gladly be the needle that does it. (laughs) Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7